Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in to The Scoop. I'm your host, Ross Martin. This is Don Callahan. The Scoop's brought to you by Johnny T-Shirt and Blue Shark Vodka. Welcome in to The Scoop. UNC's number one uh, recruiting podcast. As mentioned, I'm your host, Ross Martin, joined by Don Callahan. Guys, we have a massive uh, show today. We have a special guest. We have a lot to talk about. It's a busy, busy day. So we are going to get right to it. Don, what's going on, man? Uh, not a whole lot. As you know, we have a hard stopping point, which we normally don't have to deal with because I have to hit the road to a beautiful boon to see one of uh, North Carolina's tar- 2023 targets on, on the road. Um, and uh, yeah, so just excited to get this in, to talk to our special guest. Are we keeping it a secret or are we going to let, let the cat yeah. out of the bag? We'll let people know. We're bringing on Coach Glover, who's become a regular, not even on our podcast, but on other podcasts. <laughs> we so we're talk getting a lot of that. Coach been, Glover on Inside Carolina. He's been Carolina. cheating on us. Yeah, I know. He has been cheating on us with the On The Beat, our rival podcast. Um <laughs> But um, that's, of course, Tony Grimes' dad, so an active kind of uh, UNC parent and also very in tune with UNC recruiting, so it's an interesting dynamic across the board. Uh, at the top here, guys, Johnny T-Shirt is a sponsor of the show. We'll remember to check out them on johnnytshirt.com. Check them out on Franklin Street when you're in town for games. Also, Blue Shark Vodka, the smoothest vodka in the world, out of Wilmington, North Carolina, and Wrightsville Beach, North Carolina. They partner with us and they post game live show um as our sponsor we'll talk about more uh about them later also remember to rate review and subscribe to the inside carolina podcast and subscribe to our youtube page to get um the visual aspect of all our shows and get alerted when we go live on on different platforms so subscribe rate and review on all the different platforms especially podcasts and youtube all right don so you kind of laid out the schedule today we're gonna get into a lot of stuff about george petaway about Zach Rice, Andre Green. Um, I guess we'll start at the top, kind of going into your weekly scoop first. Is that where you want to start? Yeah, well, we also need – we had zero submissions for the top five. We need, to, yeah. we need to throw that out there. Okay. Yeah, top five things that you uh, do, game day rituals, game day traditions, make sure to submit those. Uh, we have more and more home games at UNC. So game day traditions, game day rituals, submit those to Don on, um, on Instagram – or sorry, on Twitter – on Inside Carolina and um, via email. email. So do that. Don, you might need to turn your volume up a little bit if you can. Up? Yeah, I can't hear you as well. All right, how's that? Good. Just keep working on it. Okay. All right, so let's get into the weekly scoop. Um, What did you have for our readers today that you can kind of plug and tease? Yeah, I don't want to give away the whole thing because it is a premium article and want to make sure that uh, our premium subscribers get their full full, um, money's worth for the for the for the weekly scoop 
but basically just kind of breaks down and gives it kind of like a, a state of the recruitment on both Zach Rice and Andre Green. For those who cover or follow recruiting, they know that right now in the 2022 cycle, those are the are basically the main two guys. Yes, UNC is still trying to fill out its DB um, class, but for for the most part, these are the main focuses. You know, Rice is a five-star guy. Andre Green is a four-star guy. Both are top 100 prospects, and they're guys that UNC has been recruiting for a very long time. Definitely have to still keep our eyes on the DB recruiting because that's interesting. We'll have a lot of twists and turns between now and signing day. But for right now, these are two guys who, within the next couple of months, will be making a decision. Yeah, and if you look at Don's weekly scoop, it goes into the recruitment of both through sources and talking with different people. So, yeah, two needs for UNC. They still need um, another offensive lineman, and that guy is Zach Rice. Um, and then, of course, they're going after one more wide receiver, and that's Andre Green. We're going to talk to uh, Coach Glover about both those targets when he pops on here in a bit. We also – I mean, we might as well mention – George Petaway. I know we're yeah. going to talk about that a lot with Coach Glover because he was actually at that ceremony. But make sure you go back and listen to our emergency podcast from last week uh, that kind of broke down everything with George Petaway. I don't know how we, if we have much more to talk about, but now that he's committed, Don, is there anything else you want to say? No, I just the one the one thing I'll put up uh, put out there, and we'll get into I guess the whole thing later on in the podcast, but. It kind of when I was working on the weekly scoop, I kind of tying up the loose ends of the weekly scoop on um, Tuesday morning. It kind of felt like the Petaway commitment happened like a month ago. And I think a lot of it was just because of what happened with North Carolina on Saturday. And uh, but yeah, but besides that, I mean, you know, as we mentioned before, huge addition to UNC. I think he's an immediate playmaker. I think he's a guy who's going to be hard to keep off of the, the field. Um, he could contribute in the return game. Um, I mean, I, he, he's just such a hard worker. I fully expect him to um, to get on the field very early for North Carolina. Coach Glover's actually known him a very long time, so I, I'm curious to get his take on on just George's development. You know, um, I mean, because this is a kid who obviously he has some talent he was born with, but really is a super hard worker and has has refined all the tools that that uh that he has yeah and let's let's not wait any more longer coach glover is ready and waiting so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with coach glover talk about george Petaway's commitment to unc about zach rice's recruitment andre green's recruitment and we're definitely gonna get into some unc football as the scoop gets into not just recruiting but of course unc football as well stay tuned we'll be right back to the scoop brought to you by johnny t-shirt and Blue Shark Vodka. Welcome back to The Scoop, hosted by Ross Martin and Don Callahan. We have a very special guest. I think this is his third time on The Scoop, um, but I think it's fourth or fifth time on Inside Carolina's platform. Yeah, Coach Glover's been cheating on us. We got Coach Glover here, yeah, and he, we're talking about you cheated on us with another podcast. What's that about? <laughs> no, man, I don't cheat. I well, see. I love all you guys. Coach, you don't understand the backstory. So um, the On the Beat podcast, which is Inside Carolina podcast, so it is our family podcast, but they kicked Ross off of that podcast. 
What? So Ro- Ross has some hurt feelings about it. So. Oh, oh, see, I'm very loyal now. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I probably would have turned them down yeah. had I known that. No, we can't get enough of Coach Glover, so I'm happy that you're on all the other podcasts at Inside Carolina. No, man, I'm honored to do it, happy to do it. I enjoy it. I enjoy you guys. You guys are awesome. All right, well, we have a, a packed little schedule here. We have a hard out with, with Don's recruiting schedule, and I got basketball practice to go to, so we're going to get right into it. Um, Coach, you were at the George Petaway uh, commitment ceremony. I guess it was Wednesday of, of last week. George Petaway, a top 100 running back, top 100 prospect commits to UNC. Um, can you just kind of tell us what the scene was like there, and then we'll get into more particulars about him as a player and a person as a recruit? It was exciting. Um we had a lot of national guys there, um, um, a lot of media, uh, rivals, 24-7 sports, CBS sports, um, Channel 10, Channel 3, Channel 13, mm. all the local news channels. We had um, we had some guys from Carolina come up that run a podcast in, 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 um, in Chapel Hill. I mean, it, it was packed. Um, we had some guys call in. ESPN did a, a, a story on him. Uh, in the days leading up to the event, um, he had a lot of support from his, uh, his 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 school, the students at the school, and the faculty. It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, now, Coach, I wanted to ask you just about because you you've known George a long time, right? Yes. So, can you just tell me because we've seen videos, I've seen him in camp settings and all that. I mean, this is a kid who works really hard off the field. Can you just tell us just about what you've seen from how long have you known him? What have you seen within his development the last few years? Well, I've known George since he was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. And um, he's phenomenal. I mean, he's, he's you know, a lot, of, a lot of people had questions about his ability because of the level of talent that he was playing up against. You know, people kind of have a tendency to turn their nose up at the private sector. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, private school ball is just as competitive as the public school ball. Um, they, they play some really great teams. There are a lot of great players that come out of the, uh, the private school sector. And um, Paul was one of those guys that um, some, some of the analysts had questions about because of the level of competition. But um, he was consistent. He could have played anywhere. He could have played at IMG and he would be doing the same exact thing that he's doing where he's at now at Nasman Suffolk. The same exact thing. Um, in fact, he might be even better because they have <laughs> those programs have better lines, offensive lines, better blocking. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. but he's a, he's a phenomenal player. He's a hard worker. He's very dedicated. He, he's not concerned. It's funny when we when we were preparing to set up was commitment. He um he didn't care. He didn't care about the media. He didn't care about he just wanted to say, hey, I'm committing and and that was it. <laughs> he didn't want none of the the rest of it, you know? And um he's a hard worker. He's gonna dominate at any level that he plays on. You you see it. You 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 see it in the player when they're young. You see the drive. It's more than just trying to have talent. You know, when I when I when I scout players, it's it, I, I look for more than talent and ability. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole lot of intangibles that come along with that that helps that helps that athlete become successful, um, and that that can make the transition. 
just because you're good at high school don't mean you're going to be good in college. You know what I'm saying? And there are certain intangibles that you have to have in order to make that transition into college. And he's one of those guys. He's going to come to UNC, make the transition, get on the field and dominate. He's just that type of player. So, you know, his recruitment, it seemed like UNC kind of led the whole time. What can you tell us about the other schools involved and what it came down to and ultimately why he picked UNC from your perspective? Well, everybody recruited him hard. You know what I'm saying? And people had a question, oh, well, you know, did you get Alabama and why hasn't Clemson offered? If you know how Clemson recruits, and, and the, the, they, they do the big players the same way. You know what I'm saying? They um they, they do them all the same way. They, they Andre Green. They want you to come down there and go to their camp and run around and steal you at the last minute. That's what they do. You know what I'm saying? They're good at it. They've been doing it for years. They, they If he would have went to the camp, they was going to offer him. Um, Bama, same way. They, they recruit. They, the, the way they recruit, they recruit really hard. But what was interesting is Carolina jumped out in there and, and they recruited. You know what I'm saying? They actually recruited him. They didn't say, hey, come to our camp and perform and we're going to – no, no. When they wanted him, they jumped in on him and they recruited him. They actually recruited him. Dre recruited him. Um, Coach G, when he was there, he recruited him. He did, a, he did a really good job at recruiting him. In fact, me personally, I think that that Bama kind of stealing Coach G had something to do with trying to get Petaway. <laughs> it was strategic. You know what I'm saying? And no, not taking away from his ability because he's done a phenomenal job with a two-back system. You know what I'm saying? When he was at Carolina. But, I mean, if you got a good relationship with an with a, a elite recruit, um, I mean, as a coach, I'm thinking the same thing. Hey, he's done a great job at Carolina. Let's go in and get him, and hopefully we'll get Petaway. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, those guys recruited him hard. Um, I think the difference was – I think the difference was, um, you know, was was Coach Dre, was the um, the authenticity. I mean, proximity has a lot to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's not the only thing because he was willing to go to Oregon. You know what I'm saying? Florida was in there. You know, he went to visit Florida. You know, um, Penn State recruited him really hard. But I think that ultimately it had a lot to do with familiarity, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Um, there's a movement going on. And I, you know what? I don't even want to just call it a movement. There, there's a shift, you know what I'm saying, going on at Carolina. And he wants to be the part of that. He sees where he's needed. He sees where he can contribute, you know what I'm saying, to to the success of the team. Now, I wanted to move on to um, another guy who is probably the bullseye kind of moves to him a little bit. Him and, well, there's a, actually a few guys, but um, but you're very familiar with him. Zach Rice, five-star offensive lineman from uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. Not 757, Tidewater area, but, you know, still a Virginia guy. Two up, two down. That's right. Uh, but, and so you're close to him, too. And I spoke to him over the weekend. He just seems fatigued by this process. And he just seems he doesn't know what he wants to do. You talking to him, what, what's, your, what's your kind of sense of just what's going on right now? It happens to all the high-level recruits. You know what I'm saying? When you're in that top 100 bracket um, and, you know, Zach's top 10 guy, you, you, you get tired of it. You really do. And, I, and that's what I tell these guys. I say, hey, it's front at first. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's calling. Everybody's, you know what I'm saying? They're showing you love. But after a while, 
it, 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 it's like a gift and a curse. It turns into a curse. Mm-hmm. And I think he's at the point to where he's tired of the process. You know what I'm saying? And I think it happened to George too. They all they all hit that point where they just get tired of the process, tired of the phone calls, tired of the finagling, just tired of it. And they just ready to settle down, pick a spot, and 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 move forward with their career and prepare for college. And I think that Zach is at that point. And I told him, um, my, my advice to him was, don't let being tired of the process rush you into to a decision. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you get tired and you pick. And you pick based on your frustration with the process. You don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel like you're being forced. I know some recruits right now who is being recruited by Carolina. And they picked based on frustration. Mm. Another program. You know what I'm saying? Because they was tired of it. So I, that, that was my advice to him. Um, you know, he has he has really good support system. He has his mom. You know what I'm saying? And he, he is uh, Coach Sudan. He's he's got myself. Um, he has his high, his high school coach, and he's got some other people that 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 help him to try to navigate the recruiting process. With with Rice, you know, he's got Bama and Ohio State and UNC and Virginia, and Notre Dame. What is he really looking for when it gets down to it? What do you ultimately think it's going to be? That's going to kind of be the thing that tips uh, his hand in, um, in making a decision? I think Zach wants to play in the league. He wants to play in the NFL, period. He wants to go in and he wants to go to the NFL. He wants to be developed. He wants, he wants, to, he wants to go to the league and be successful. He wants, he wants to be a, a high-round draft pick. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's the number one thing for him. And, of course, he wants great academics. You know what I'm saying? Um, you you want to be in a program that has great academics. Um, I think he wants to have a a coach that would develop him and prepare him for the league who has done it before. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, 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 and a coach that will mentor him, not just all football, 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 but mentor him as a person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because um, sometimes, man, you, you get coaches and they, and they, and they, one track, they stuck in the football mode and they forget that you're a person, they forget that you're a kid. So when, when you go out there to perform, sometimes you may not be performing at your best and you need somebody to look past what's on the field and say, hey, look, what's going on? I notice you're not yourself. Is there anything personal going on? You need coaches like that nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Because we're not making robots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you need somebody that you can connect with past the football field. Not somebody that's going to wipe your nose every time something goes wrong, but you need somebody to connect with. You know what I'm saying? That understand that can understand what you're dealing with as a person. Um, he's looking for somebody like that, that can develop him. Yeah, great. And then do you have any idea of the timeline? I mean, we can read Don's articles all day long. When do you think he's going to announce? Because he is going to be an early enrollee. It's, 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 it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell because, I mean, like, make no mistake about it, man. It's, it's you know, I mean, shoot, it's it's all, it's, it's, it's hard. For okay. him. Like, really, like, he's got some great choices. You know what I'm saying? And and programs are pulling on him. And he's got some great choices. And, they, and, they, and I think the programs that are recruiting him has done a really good job at recruiting him. And that's what makes it hard. It was great to have options, but when you got options and everybody's got the same options or close to the same options and they're doing the same good things becomes hard in the process. So um, 
kind of hard to say when he's going to do it. I'm I'm hoping sometime in October. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm I'm hoping somewhere around there. Um, definitely, I'm hoping before early signing day. You know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm hoping. You know what I'm saying? That he he does it does it sometime in October, maybe early November. Um, you know, and he's that guy. He can he can wait around. Honestly, you know, everybody will wait for him. You mentioned the options. The perception is, is that this is down to UNC and UVA. Is, is that is that the feeling that you get? No, man. I mean, shoot, Notre Dame is still in this thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Look, man, in, in Alabama too. Like, like it's real. Like it's real. It's real. It's real, man. These guys are still in it. You know, they're still they're still working on them. So that's why it, it, it's it's a hard choice, man. And, um, you know, Carolina just need to make sure that they are, you know what I'm saying, recruiting and not getting faint-hearted and stay in there and keep doing what they do as as, as coaches and recruiters. One thing that's kind of interesting is that he's going to be able to see saw UNC versus Virginia. He's going to see Notre Dame versus Virginia. And he's going to be able to see UNC versus Notre Dame. So he's getting, you know, three of his finalists are all playing each other kind of a roundabout tournament. Don, you'll move on to green. Yeah, uh, the second guy, Andre Green, and a little bit closer, although still not in the 757, but a little bit closer to you. Um, his situation, kind of, there are some parallels, but they're they also a little bit different because they, that family makes a bunch of visits. You know, so what, what's your sense of what's happening in, in that recruitment? Green, that's my, right? we, we might, they might not be from the 75, but like, the two up, two down, it's a family. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And um, them, it's just like those guys are here in the 7-5 or just like we're up there, you know, in the same way they're at. But his, his recruiting is, is it does have similarities. Um, he's he's time in the process also. Um, he's He's got schools, um, you know, shoot, Georgia, Clemson, us sitting in great position. And they're really recruiting him really hard. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a fight. And I always say, I always say this to people who ask me. I say, you know what? It's great that UNC is in these battles, mm-hmm. in these slugs. Yeah. I mean, we're slug. We you you're elevating the, the level of the program, and the fan base goes crazy because they 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 don't know where a kid is gonna go. But it's a win-win because you want UNC. In these slugfests against Alabama, against Notre Dame, against Clemson, against Georgia, it shows the, 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 the country that, yo, these guys are serious about what they're doing and trying to build a program. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're in our four-year, we're, we're approaching our four-year tenor with, 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 with the coaching staff, right? Is it, is, we're approaching yeah. four years. Um, or, yeah, next year will be year four. Yeah, yeah. Next year will be year four. So this we will have a full cycle of players that the staff there now has recruited. That's the turnaround point. Everybody's spazzing out right now because, oh, you know, the team was supposed to do this and the team was supposed to do that. Come on, man. That's like Mac Brown said. We're still ahead of schedule. You understand what I'm saying? We're getting, we're dominating and recruiting. We really are. And we're approaching that that mark where a program literally turns around. He did it when he first got there. So it's just all about working out the kinks right now and the nuts and bolts. So you want, you know, 
battling Andre Green being in these, these slugfests with, against Clemson, Georgia, you want that. You want yeah. that. It's good for our program. And I think that he's in the same state that Zach's in. He's tired of it. He's ready to get it over. I think initially he was going to wait until the bowl game to commit. You know what I'm saying? But I think that, you know, his family is so tired of it. They're like, nah, we, we, we're going to do it. We're going to do it sooner than that. You, you kind of segue nicely. We want yeah. to talk to you about the team. You know, Ross, you have. Yeah, yeah let me let me intro. Him? Let me intro that. Um, obviously, wraps up the talk about Petaway and, and Zach Rice, which is a huge recruitment. Andre Green, that'd be a massive win for UNC if the Tar Heels can beat out Clemson and Georgia. Kind of those two big regional rivals for, for players. Um, so, well, that's very interesting. I think you bring such a good perspective because you're a father of a parent. So, but you have your finger on the pulse of the recruiting scene, unlike any parent I think has. So it's great having you on to talk recruiting. And then another element you bring on and you kind of got into the team and people spazzing out and where the program is right now. You're involved with the program as well as a, as a parent of a player. UNC is two and two. They're one and two in the ACC. Um, they had a very disappointing loss to Virginia. And I think an even more disappointing loss to Georgia Tech. Both games were on the road. Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia Tech first, said, and then Georgia Tech. I say you said, you said Virginia. Oh, okay, sorry. We don't want to. We don't want to give them any more losses than they already have. Everyone knows the two games that UNC lost to Virginia Tech and Georgia Tech. I mean, fans are, are falling off the bandwagon left and right, saying the season's over. I mean, it's dark days out there for UNC football, and you think the program is 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 way ahead of schedule. But I want to get more into the team. Um, what, what, what do you think is going on right now with UNC football and what are the issues you, you see and where does the kind of team go from here? And then we can kind of dive deeper from there. <laughs> it's funny because we're, we're, we got to remember we're in the building process. You can't expect to compete or you can't expect to move people into your house while you're still building. I mean, you're still installing toilet bowls in, in, in the sink in the kitchen, and you're still installing, you know what I'm saying, electrical wiring, And but you expect to move a whole family in the house and for everybody to live comfortably. It's not going to happen. We're in the building process. We're still putting pieces in place. We're still trying to, to, to find that camaraderie and that gel between the old players that was there and the new players that's coming in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, we got to remember, this is the same defense. I said this on the last podcast. This is the same defense that played in the Orange Bowl. Same defense. You know what I'm saying? Same exact defense with some better pieces that one hasn't played in front of a crowd. They haven't. We're at full capacity right now. That Virginia Tech game was, I've been there like six, seven times, and I've never heard it that loud before, ever, ever. My ears were ringing. You know what I'm saying? And let me stop you right there with the Georgia Tech loss, though. Georgia Tech is rebuilding, too. They're rebuilding from a completely different offense from three years ago with Jeff Collins. Don't you think UNC shouldn't be losing those games um, against a Georgia Tech team that's rebuilding as well, where UNC already had some pieces in place and is recruiting at a different level? No, listen, I'm not making excuses. Both of those games we should have won, hands down. We definitely should have won against a Georgia Tech game. But – Again, man, look, we can't go into any game. Look at the ACC right now. It is upside down. Yeah. Everybody's going to lose this year except for Bama. Everybody. So you go into a 
these guys are pulling players out of the transfer portal left and right, players that have experience over our freshman guys. So you can't go into a Georgia Tech game and say, we just going to blow them out. That ain't going to happen. These guys are playing just like you. They want to win just like you. Yep. So I think that I think that it's, 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 it's a gelling process, man. You know, I think I, I could tell you, I could tell you my opinion on what I think we should be mindful of on the field as, 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 as a coach and as a, as an onlooker, you know, I think, of course, you know, I think Sam needs to get rid of the ball faster. You know what I'm saying? Get outside the tackles, throw it away. Don't take the sack. I, you know what I'm saying? I can say that. I think that the defense need to be more aggressive. You know what I'm saying? We got the players, turn them loose. I think that Conley needs to go back to nickel, keep him closer to the ball. Um, I think that I, whatever line we ran, whatever rotation we had against Virginia, I think they should have played last week against Georgia Tech. I don't know who was in there, but the, 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 the offensive line that was in for UVA was phenomenal. They did a great job. Um, I think that the, that the, 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 the secondary needs to be more aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um it's, it's just a gelling process. Um, I think they need to communicate more. Um, I think we should play guys like 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 Ra-Ra Dilworth and Power Echoes at linebacker, let them get some snaps. You know what I'm saying? Because when all else fails, regardless if, you know, they you know they know all the calls or not, they still football players. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I saw nothing wrong with putting a guy, he's a Ra-Ra is the fastest guy on the team, on the team. All you got to do is stick him in there and say, look, your job is to spot a quarterback. Because the QB hurt us in a run. He hurt us in a run. Spot a quarterback. He scrambled, you go tackle him. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do that. Keep it simple. Yeah, I think the hype was, I mean, I guess a little too hyped up. I think we were all kind of bought in. I mean, I was picking a 10-2 and two record. A lot of people had 9-3, and 11-1. And, and the hype and expectations were maybe a little bit ahead of where they really were with saying things still need a gel, younger players still need to get used to playing, adjusting to playing on the road and against, um, you know, pretty aggressive uh, fan bases. Don, you have a couple of questions before we get out of here. We'll wrap yeah, up this conversation. I'm good. We, um, I appreciate all that he's brought. I think he brought a really good perspective on the team stuff. Yeah, there's some great takes. I, I, Russ, I think we still, I think we still have the opportunity to win out. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. Notre Dame ain't playing like everybody thought they were. Yeah. Come on, man. Think about it. Clemson yeah, it's cr- <laughs> I, I, I think there's um I think there's a lot of good pieces. You gotta figure out the offensive line and the run game. I think Sam needs to get more comfortable back there. I think throwing, you know, shorter routes, quicker passes, throwing the ball away, go. taking less sacks. And I think establishing the run game, which they have yet to do, except except in the two wins, kind of is the key. Cause I think the defense has so, shown some some flashes for sure. Yeah. Um okay. but the off there's some definitely some issues in the backfield with with what Sam's doing with what the running backs are doing. I think it starts with the offensive line. So there's a lot of different tweaks. Hopefully they've said some good things in the in this in the press conferences this week about changing what they do because this is not last year's offense. You know they have no. to change some things. You can't act like you have Daz and Diami and Javante and Michael because they're not there. So that's a big thing in my perspective. I don't think they need to ram run Sam as much. We got running backs. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you increase the run of the quarterback, now you open up the the, the possibility of more fumbles, and that's what happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We ran and, and, and injury because that's right. and we ran him. He doesn't. He doesn't run like guys like Sims run. You know, Sims trying to break tackles. Sims is trying to evade defenders mm-hmm. and get out of bounds. 
And I'm just, you know, man, is this is this going to be the time when he, you know, when he runs? This going to be the time where he gets hurt because if you want to talk about how the season's going now. If UNC has to go with Chris, not not to take anything with Chris, has tons of talent. Drake May has tons of talent, but they both are green, and you're going to throw them into this offense which hasn't been clicking. You know, you want to talk about a season going downhill fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. I think the same running thing is uh, you know three or four times a game. Maybe two or three yes. design runs and yes. then a couple where you just kind of force the run. They kind of bought into him being this runner guy after 200-yard games. But I think it's just risky for his future. Yep. And you want your running backs to run. I mean, they're on yes. scholarship for a reason. So yep. I think it starts up front. There's some tweaks that need to be made. And, uh, yeah, Duke's Duke's coming off two big wins. And they're um, good. Northwestern good. and Kansas. So Duke's not some easy game. I think they overlook Georgia Tech. Um, and I hope they don't overlook – Duke to um well here's a Duke though Kansas is is Kansas yeah. Northwestern's really bad and See, Northwestern's also, been good in the past so I don't know how good they are this year yeah they're not very good this year yeah and, okay. and Duke lost to, to Charlotte which is my alma that's mater right. but that's you right. know I watched that yeah. game they're playing good ball though <laughs> like, yeah they're, they're playing good ball you well know yeah saying? you can't overlook them because no. it's a well-coached team and if you aren't up to snuff I mean you're going to be upset yet again. It's a it's a great get back on track game if they can get a big win. I think they've they had a wake up call against Virginia Tech, they had a big wake up call against Georgia Tech, so they should be ready. And, and the, I think I think Georgia Tech was a huge wake up call. So hopefully they're all set against Duke and they have Florida State, Miami, three home games. They play well at home, and yeah. then the uh, the big one against Notre Dame. Come out, fans, and support the team. Don't yeah. be a fair weather fan. We're gonna be fine. Trust me, we're gonna be fine. There you go. We're going to be fine. (laughs) Mac Brown got everything under control. Awesome. All right, Coach Glover, as always, great. Some great perspective on recruiting and the team. We appreciate it. We'll have you back on uh, before you know it. Yeah, thanks, Coach. You guys are awesome. All right. Happy to do it. All right, see you, Coach. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to The Scoop. I hope you enjoyed that interview with coach Glover. I thought that was great. I thought he had some really great points on the recruiting side and on the team side quickly, guys, let me do the ad reads, Johnny t-shirt, Johnny t-shirt.com, our loyal podcast sponsor. Make sure to check them out on Franklin street and online at Johnny t-shirt.com. They have been sponsoring us for many, many years now, and they're local, locally owned, small business, um, alumni owned. So we appreciate their support, support them. It's, it's sweatshirt time. You know, I'm a big sweatshirt guy. So head on to Johnny t-shirt dot com and get your uh your sweatshirts your jackets your shirts your jerseys get set up for the season right there and remember all inside carolina um subscribers get 10 percent off your order at johnny t-shirt and johnny t-shirt.com the promo code is on the tar pit and the unc basketball message boards and blue shark vodka the smoothest vodka in the world they're sponsoring ic post game live hopefully you've been watching that show that Sean Drone and I do after every game. We've done four shows now. We're getting better and better, more comfortable 
Um, it's been great to kind of talk ball with Sean Drone after each game. We kind of watch the third and fourth quarter together and then go live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, Blue Shark Vodka, the smoothest vodka in the world. Very accessible price point. A premium vodka available in all 100 counties. It's made from sweet North Carolina corn. It's been mellowed for 28 days. Give you that smooth flavor. There's not much bite. doesn't have that alcohol bite that you're used to in a lot of alcohols. You can mix it with everything. It takes on the flavor of what you mix it with. A little seltzer water, a little fruit juice, a little lime juice. Easy, quick, refreshing. A ton of different cocktails with Blue Shark Vodka. We want to thank them and Connor Barth, who's a partner with them, a local company, uh, Blue Shark Vodka. Check them out and check them out in all 100 counties in North Carolina. All right, Don. Uh, that was great. I thought when he got into yeah. when Coach Gubber got into what the team needs to do, you kind of got a little honesty out of him um, about but he, you know, he was detailed. Yeah, I wrote some of those things down too because I probably put it in the article. Um, you know, moving Conley back to nickel that was yeah. interesting. Um, Sam getting rid of the ball faster, no secret there. Yeah, defense being more aggressive. Um, that's interesting too. You know, him being the father of a defensive player, kind of seeing what they need to do different on defense. Um, and then playing rah rod and power. I don't know how much that we'll see, but some of the things that um, I think we've all kind of thought about and talked about, but moving Conley back to nickel to be making closer to the, to the football was interesting because I think that yeah. would help get um, him to be more of involved in, in stopping running quarterbacks, mm-hmm. stopping the run game. So interesting. What do you think about his conversation? Yeah, I, as you said, I mean, I think it's – I always love when people give a different perspective you know what I mean? Because I think we get the same narrative, especially if you're on Inside Carolina, the message board. Um, we, this is always the same narrative with a lot of the posters. So, uh, but just in general, getting something specific, as you mentioned, the Connolly stuff, you know, being as specific as that, I, I, I enjoyed. As far as the recruiting stuff, you know, um, I, I enjoyed learning a little bit more about George. Uh, the one thing that in interviewing George um, when he committed, or whatever um he mentioned you know i talked to him about the 757 connections because you know we know there's a bunch of 757 guys who are either committed to north carolina or on the roster now and he said that really it didn't matter except for one exception and i believe him that it didn't matter because he's just such an individual uh, a leader guy who just does his own thing um the one exception was tony grimes and it wasn't because tony is from the 757 it was because he knows how hard Tony works and he's worked out with Tony and he liked the fact that, Hey, I'm going to be part of a team with where I know at least one guy busts his butt like I do. Yeah. That goes back to, I think Tony Grimes is the second or third most important recruit in the Mac Brown era here. Mm-hmm. I think it's Sam Howe, Tony Grimes and Travis Shaw. Um, and, and that's just one reason why you have a, a top 100 prospect looking to Grimes and, and being a big reason why he committed um, anything else you took away from kind of the Zach Rice conversation? I mean, he's pretty who, close to that family, but it seems like he doesn't know where he's leaning or, or where he's moving to. Before I get to that, do you know who the number one recruit all time of Inside Carolina? What do you mean? Ross Martin. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I read that Zach Rice is in the bag, I, I just I just shake my head and just wonder, I mean... In the bag with North Carolina? Yeah, when I read that on the message board. I mean, I think some things about that poster that I probably shouldn't say on, on, on a <laughs> podcast. Because I, I've talked to this kid multiple times. One, if he was in the bag, why hasn't he committed? Mm. Why? 
what, what, what is he waiting for? It would only help. It, w- it would certainly help if he's committed to get Andre Green. It wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be what would, I guess, be the straw to, to break the camel's back and have him commit, but it would help, you know, if he would have been in the bag during the summer when we've read all this stuff, it would have helped with Travis Shaw, which obviously that still worked in North Carolina's favor. Why is he not committed? Why is he still yeah. visiting Virginia? You know, why is he still talking? To, you know, so, so this whole in the bag thing is, is, is BS. So I think this, this kid doesn't really know what to do, is looking for something to kind of tell him this is where you need to go, has not found that, and is just absolutely sick and tired of this process. Where do you, all right, where do you think he goes right now? Here on September 29th. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had him on my, my, I think my last two mock classes. You have not had him? I have not. I I had him on, I don't know, maybe number, I don't even know which one I'm on right now. But he was on a prior mock class, but not the the past two. I'll tell you what, Virginia doesn't look too good right now. They don't, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's that. I I don't think it's what the teams are doing. I think yeah. it's more about a comfort level, and, and and he's trying to figure out the development stuff. How good do you think he really is? He's ranked top ten nationally. Yeah. So from a tool standpoint, you don't get you don't get better than him. Now it's just a matter of is he going to put in the work on the college level? And um, I have no reason to believe he won't. It, it's, it's also about the mental side. Is he going to be mentally able to do what he needs to do once in college on whether, whether he turns into and lives up to that five-star top 10 ranking? Yeah. You know? I think mentality with, with offensive linemen is, is, yes. is more important than any other position. Yes. Um, and the thing, too, about offensive linemen, why we see a lot of busts and everything, is that you know he can easily get by on a Friday night and absolutely dominate just because he's – double the size of everyone he's going up against. Yeah. Well, how does he respond when the guy across from him is the same size? And that, that's the other thing about college. Yeah. I was listening to a podcast with Sam Pittman. I was thinking about, I mean, do you remember, did you cover recruiting with Sam Pittman at UNC? I did. I did. Yeah. Did you? I, I know Sam. Yeah. He was a great interview. It was a podcast interview. And definitely. He was, yeah. A great he was talking about, he was talking about recruiting, um, offensive linemen and how mentality and, and the want and the desire and the, the, work level is, is way more important than a lot of other factors. Um, so that, I mean, that'd be big. I mean, UNC just needs, needs elite offensive linemen. Um, and I don't think they have that in this class so far. Um, and then how about your boy, Caden Baker who touched it with the point, two point conversion. Yeah. And they changed his, so I've never met Caden Baker. So I, you know, I mean, I've seen pictures or whatever, but I, I can never, unless I meet someone, I, I can never identify them through pictures. But anyway, um, plus he had that mullet, yeah. you know, um, and then they changed his jersey number. So I was like, yeah. now here's the thing. I got to say, when that happened at that point in the game, I kind of was like, why, why is this happening? Like, this, yeah. is a, this is what you do when you're blowing a team out and you want to have fun. Well, also, why bring out your best, maybe you're one of your best two-point conversion plays in a situation like that? I guess yeah. they, need, they need the conversion because there. If you, what it was was, you know, you had – the lineman out there and all that. And that was what threw them off a little bit. I mean, he, he was wide open. So, yeah. So now everybody you play against is going to be preparing for that, for yeah. that look. So I guess they changed his jersey because he, he needed an eligible. Yeah. I, that's what receiver I jersey, uh, a jersey number that was eligible to catch. Yeah. That's yeah. what I assume. And quickly before we get out of here, uh, Andre green, any, anything new that kind of caught your attention from what coach Glover said? 
Not really. You know, um, I think that kid is kind of torn also, uh, but I think he'll figure it out. It's just a matter of kind of organizing everything and taking a couple more visits to kind of figure it out. Um, I know we got to go, but I, 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 we wanted, we planned on talking a little bit more about the team, but we did a, a bunch of it talking to coach Glover, but you actually had a great tweet over the weekend since I follow you on Twitter. I know this. Um, who is the best team in the ACC? And I thought it was an absolutely wonderful question. Who's, what's your answer? Um, I haven't seen Wake Forest play. I mean, it's tough. I mean, you want to say Clemson, but I think Clemson's having a very down year. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is the year for UNC to win the ACC. It's I know. Like they blew it. Um, well, I think, because I think, I think Clemson's you, really down. Yeah, because I think that if you put Clemson in, in a completely different uniform, they would not be. They they would be. They wouldn't be ranked in the top twenty-five. You don't think? Yeah, I mean, they lost. They lost their best defensive lineman. That's a huge hit. I mean, they're living off of their what they've done in the past couple of years. Yeah, right? I don't. I think DJ is not as good as no. As Trevor. Well, once, so I watched that game um, against yeah, I watched, State. I watched a lot of it. And once it got into that situation towards the end, where um, where they were like twenty yards from the from the end zone, they had to get a touchdown. And I think it was third, third and fourth down. I was like, "There's no way that they're scoring here." NC State's going to win. Yeah, you know. But I, NC State. I would go with. Um, I've seen Wake Forest a couple of times, and uh, Wake Forest right now. And I am so hesitant to say it because it's yeah, so like crazy? outrageous. Wake Forest has been the most impressive looking team I feel like I've seen. Yeah, Pitt, Pitt has looked good at times also. Yeah, I haven't seen Pitt or Wake. You watch a lot more than I do. I think. Um, a lot more football. Wake. I haven't seen Wake play. I don't think I haven't seen Pitt play. Um, I mean, BC's undefeated. That coach is good up there. He's a, that coach is getting hired somewhere else quickly. He's the old. Uh, he was a high, defensive coordinator, at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, Virginia's not good. Virginia Tech. I don't, I don't. I don't know what to make of Virginia Tech. I don't think they're that good against Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely yeah. not Carolina right now. Duke State, Georgia Tech. I mean, yeah, it's a very like. It's an upside down ACC. I don't. I don't think that they're the best team or in that conversation. But a team that's also been playing well that's been surprising is Syracuse. Okay, I haven't seen them play either. Yeah. All right, that's it. Uh, appreciate you listening, to Scoop. Thanks to Coach Glover, and I uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Brought to you by Johnny T-shirt and Blue Shark Vodka. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever. Or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.